welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of McHugh and Glasgow City Council. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 1. This case that we're looking at today is about the operation of equality law in Scotland, a topic that has been in the press a lot recently because of trans rights and the decision by the Secretary of State for Scotland to prevent a bill of the Scottish Parliament from getting royal assent. This case, though, isn't about trans rights, but rather the rights of disabled people in Scotland under the Social Work Scotland Act 1968. The appellant in this case is Mrs McHugh, and she has brought this case on behalf of her son Andrew, who has Down syndrome. Andrew gets a range of social security payments made to him, but he is also provided with community care services by Glasgow City Council, who are the respondents in this case. Under Section 87 of that 1968 Act, the Council has assessed Andrew's means and levied charges for the services provided to him. If a person has greater means, then they are required to pay more, and if they are less well off, they are required to pay less. The system operates on the basis of deductions to the cost of the services, and since 2012 Mrs McHugh has argued on behalf of her son that greater deductions should be made. In general, the council has not been persuaded by her arguments, and the costs for the services has not been lowered. Now, McHugh brings the current case and argues that the failure to make greater deductions for disability-related spending is a form of unlawful discrimination against Andrew on the grounds of his disability in line with Section 15 of the Equality Act 2010. Furthermore, it is argued that the council acted in breach of its duty under Section 20 of the Equality Act, which requires it to make reasonable adjustments that account for McHugh's disability. Her claim was dismissed at first instance, and the inner house of the Court of Session dismissed her appeal. So now Mrs McHugh appeals to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The justices set out their decision by going through each of the relevant sections in turn, and so we will follow that approach here too. Firstly, there is section 87 of the Social Work Scotland Act 1968, which gives local authorities the discretion to charge for services and decide at what level those charges should be set. The individual can argue that they do not have sufficient means to pay for services, and then it is up to the authority to, quote, not require him to pay more for it than it appears to them that it is practicable for him to pay, end quote. The question that we therefore need to ask is whether the council is satisfied that Andrew's means are insufficient for it to be practicable for him to pay for the services. The Supreme Court found that the council had properly applied the relevant tests in section 87 and had not acted in a way that could be described as irrational or unlawful, so there was no issue under that provision. That allowed the justices to move on to section 15 of the Equality Act which asks whether Andrew has been treated unfavourably by the council as a result of his disability. This requires a comparison between two situations. Firstly, what actually happened to the complainant, and then what would have happened to them without the treatment that is alleged to have been unfavourable. Now under section 87, the council charges both disabled and non-disabled people according to the same basic scheme, but 
it operates in a way that accounts for disability-related expenditure by not charging disabled people above and beyond that which they could afford to bear. As such, the overall approach is not unfavourable to disabled people, but is actually more favourable by allowing for a greater range of possible deductions. The problem that McHugh has is that the treatment towards Andrew is not favourable enough, but that is not a legitimate ground of complaint under Section 15. The final argument by McHugh was under Section 20 of the Equality Act, which is the duty to make reasonable adjustments. Here, the appellant had to show that the provision, criterion or practice of the council put McHugh at a substantial disadvantage in relation to a relevant matter in comparison with persons who are not disabled. In this case, the practice of the council was to reject expenditures that do not relate to a disability. To also reject expenditures that do relate to a disability, but the person receives benefits to meet that expenditure, and to finally reject discretionary expenditure that is not necessary to meet the disabled person's needs. It was held that this practice did not put disabled people at a disadvantage because it only applies to disabled people. There is no comparison to be made with non-disabled people, and so section 20 does not apply. Again, the practice of allowing deductions at all confers an advantage on disabled people. The appeal by McHugh was therefore dismissed. Overall, it is easy to feel sorry for McHugh here because things are difficult for disabled people. The limited benefits that they receive, alongside the cost of living crisis, make it almost impossible to just get by now, and that in itself is a disgrace. However, there is an important distinction between policy and the law, and that is the problem that McHugh runs up against here. Courts, and the law in general, understand that politicians are elected to make difficult decisions around policy and budgeting. A judge will only step in in the most extreme of circumstances. Where the law operates under equalities legislation is to ensure that people with disabilities and other protected characteristics are not specifically being discriminated against. In other words, public authorities can devise their own policies and practices, and the law will simply ensure that they are applied in an equitable manner. Here, the policy operates in a way to give an advantage to disabled people, so it was always going to be difficult to argue that there was any form of discrimination when the converse is true. For me, the key word mentioned at the start of the judgment is discretion. The authority had a wide degree of discretion when it comes to the provision of services, and what it charges for them. It is probably true that McHugh pays too much for these services, given his circumstances, and that this makes for a poorer quality of life. But as long as the council is not unreasonable in its assessment, then the courts will not interfere with a correct application of the law. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to Benson.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter, subscribers got to read my views on the decision to use Section 35 of the Scotland Act to block a gender reform bill. That decision has attracted a lot of controversy, 
And the only thing that I would add is in relation to the possibility of the Scottish Government seeking a judicial review. Those who read my piece will be unsurprised to hear me say that I think the chances of success for the Scottish Government will be very low. Given the wording of the provision, a Section 35 order could only really be overturned if the decision is totally unreasonable. I think that the decision is unreasonable given the tiny section of the population that the bill would have affected, the minimal impact on services, and the stance of the UK in terms of gender recognition from other jurisdictions, but a court would be unlikely to decide that it reaches that high threshold of Wensbury unreasonableness that I discuss in the original piece. Anyway, if that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!